0: we are back with your favorite podcast of the week this is location weekly and it's episode number 483 we are recording live uh, on september the 22nd yes it is officially fall uh here in north america and uh yeah it's getting a bit cooler um you know it's still sunny here in toronto but it's getting colder for sure um how about atlanta what's going on down there
1: we've had sweater weather like the past three days and it's been beautiful and sunny. It's like great to run in. Um, You know, my kids had tennis last night. So it was like perfect. You know um, it's been really nice, but I think it's going to, I think the heat's going to come back on for a little bit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean in Atlanta, that's probably what's going to happen at least for a little bit longer. Um, But yeah, it's been really, really nice. and, And I think the rain has passed with the hurricane kind of aftermath that we were getting so it's good but it's it's
0: like I'm guessing there's going to still be a few more uh tropical storms or hurricanes coming I don't know it looks like it
1: I mean I'm sure it's September that's what happens so probably so um but it's you know it's just odd to like have this change of weather I don't know after such like a a a non-exciting summer (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> and are you excited about, you know, we're a week away from the end of the regular baseball season, playoffs are around the corner? Is that exciting?
1: I, yeah, I am. And, and uh, you know, what my husband reminded me of last night is that the last time there was an interruption to the season, the Braves won it all. Uh, with this, I think it was the strike and, you know, back in 95. So We
0: um, don't yeah, talk about should... that here in Canada because that's the year that the Montreal Expos should have won. The, uh, World Series and yeah. we're no longer after that.
1: Well you know <laughs> the Braves were longer but have no have yeah, well,
0: they're, na- they're now the Washington Nationals so there you go. Um, but anyhow. Uh, but the
1: Braves are having like this crazy amazing season so it, in spite of the weirdness of what baseball is like it's you know they've had like the most high scoring games ever you know a lot of their players are having i think they've got three of the top five um uh ops percentage players on the team so i was reading that this morning i'm like that's pretty impressive
0: That that's good that's good the uh well i mean up here the the thing is is like our Toronto Blue Jays weren't expected to be in the playoffs and it looks like they will make the playoffs now um so you never know anything can happen um so at least there's something to watch this fall and be entertaining so all righty well we have a good show for you we have four stories we want to cover uh today and uh as usual I'll let our kick it off with one right from home
1: yeah like super from home so My company, Digital Element, well, Digital Envoy, Digital Element, has a new partnership that it announced um, from our global office. So, 51 Degrees is a new partner. And uh, if you're not familiar with them, they actually provide insights into online user preferences um, and device specific behavior. So, they can do device type recognition. Uh, provide analytics all around that um, and they enable companies to target advertising, uh, tailor web content, you know, all these personalization things that are super important in this day and age for contextual advertising. Um, and they prevent, prevent fraud, uh, they have some fraud prevention tools and techniques there as well and they do this across all devices. So um, the partnership is going to allow 51 degrees to have a localization component to all of this for their clients that they'll roll out. Um, So this is through our geo imprint product, which is near and dear to my heart, because this is one of my, my, you know, teams doings. And so I'm happy to see that this is still continuing to grow and new partnerships are being made off of this even years later. Um, So yeah, this is, you know, it's good to see how even in this day and age when location targeting is changing just a little bit and what that looks like is changing a little bit, um, there's still that context and people still want to personalize um, everything from, you know, offers to emails. And we'll talk about that with my other story today, but, um, yeah, just shout out and congrats to my friend and colleague, Charlie Johnson, who's our VP of UK, uh, and Ireland. So I know that she has been working on this partnership development for a long time. And so, um, this should be a really good one. And I think 51 degrees has like a ton of clients. So this should be a nice kind of, uh, extra thing that they can do now and and uh, not have to solicit additional services from other companies in order to do it. So very cool stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't have a ton to add to it. I mean, first of all, uh, yeah, congrats to to you guys. I think it's a great partnership and, and to Charlie and the team. You guys have such good people over there in Europe. Uh, we've had uh, from the LBMA point of view, an opportunity to work with um, over the years. Uh, and Charlie's definitely a, uh, you know, a big part of that. So, um, But yeah, I think, you know, the interesting thing for me in this story is, you know, as I've watched the last sort of 18 to 24 months of of our industry, and we've talked a lot about, you know, sort of privacy discussions and kind of, you know, changes to the availability of data for targeting and so on it seems like almost the whole industry is kind of saying okay you know we give up you know we're kind of you know we understand where this is going we have to kind of move in a different direction so we're going to move to you know more anonymous audience-based um segment-based t- type of targeting and then i look at a story like this and i go oh there's actually people still trying to do one-to-one personalized you know targeted offers and 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 things so you know it's good it, it, it makes me smile because it's like okay, not everybody's given up on this. Like there, you know, there are companies out there like you guys, like Fifty One Degrees, that are trying to find new ways to go about it, different ways to go about it. You know, given the limitations on mobile IDs and other things that are that are coming. Um, so, so I, you know, I'm I'm excited by that. I'm encouraged by that, um, and I think uh, it's good for our industry to kind of see these types of stories as well, not just the doom. Yeah,
1: I mean. What I would say is really cool about this is that with the Geoimprint product, it's actually like an opt-in product for the consumers. And so what typically happens is that, you know, they would use something like an IP intelligence product to provide contextual targeting at a, you know, very privacy-sensitive high level, and then be able to get more granular as the consumer decides to share based upon whatever value proposition you might be able to give them um, from the former information. So... You know, I think that being able to reach the consumers where and when they are contextually with what level of information you can gather and grasp at a privacy sensitive level, and then you continue to provide value to them is really like what, you know, any relationship is. And so this, I think, is a perfect example of of seeing that progress and sort of that natural progression um, of balancing privacy with the personalization. So it's cool.
0: Yeah, there you go. All right, um, so that's our first story. Let's move on uh, to our second one now, which is really about a, uh, a merger acquisition within our industry. Uh, two companies that I have to say, I, I wasn't super familiar with, uh, but you know, after doing a little bit of poking around, uh, seems like they're doing some great work. So the first is a company called uh, Stirista, S-T-I-R-I-S-T-A for those listening. Um, uh, and they've acquired another uh, location data company called Nikaza. Uh, both are U.S.-based companies. Uh, Starista is based in San Antonio, Texas. Nikaza's is in Washington, D.C. Um, and so they're kind of combining, uh, or Starista is acquiring the uh, the assets and and uh, location engine technology from Nikaza, um, and kind of integrating into their main platform, which is called Adster. Um, and so this is all about allowing and enabling brands to run omni-channel campaigns um, and ultimately to measure the effectiveness. So, so Starista has really been in that sort of uh, campaign management and activation around location-based uh, data um, and advertising, identity-driven campaigns. Um, and Nikaza, really, what they bring to the table is, is, is sort of the measurement aspect of that, the attribution aspect of that. And so kind of putting the two things together, so in some ways, you know, on the surface, you could you could argue uh it's it's a it's like a mini version of Foursquare acquired acquiring placed um and kind of putting those two things together. Um in terms of the data and the attribution side. So um uh, you know, I, again, I, I I don't know a lot completely honest here, you know, um about these two companies, uh but you know, I, it, what it does say to me uh which has been a common thread in the last you know, year is there's a lot of activity going on in our, in our location-based industry right now in terms of consolidation, in terms of investments and acquisitions, um, you know, just a ton of activity, right? Last week we talked about, you know, in-market acquiring Ninth Decimal, we've talked about Foursquare acquiring Factual and Placed before that. You know, we've talked about you know, um, place like you acquiring fle- Freckle IoT. So there's just a lot of activity going on uh, across the board in our industry. Um, you know, doing a little bit of digging into Starista, like it looks like they've got some pretty strong offerings in the education and healthcare and political side of use cases of, of this type of data. So, and obviously there's a, a major you know political event happening in your country, and uh, you know, with the upcoming federal election, um, and I'm sure you know. While I know for a fact because I've I've fielded calls directly from New York Times and others about how location data is being used um, in, uh, you know, in in campaigns and in political, um, you know, activities. So um, I I think that, you know, as, as we move further along here, I think the name of the game and I think the smartness of this acquisition is really about agencies, media buyers are no longer, it's no longer good enough to say, hey, yes, we can target, you know, by geo and so on and deliver this, you know, campaign to an audience that matches certain criteria. You have to have the attribution side. It has to be all together in one platform and this seems to satisfy that. So that's my thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the measurement is really important. I think that um, honestly, most people in the advertising space are likely thinking of measurement in a little different way now where it's going to be probably just overall lift versus footfall attribution type of measurement. Um, but you know, for me, what stands out here is the continued trend, of course, of the, uh, the consolidation in the location intelligence space. Um, but also, you know, what's interesting, like you mentioned before, is that uh, I would say that it sounds like Starista's clients um, in the list of, of who they're you know, working with, tends to be a little bit uh, different than you know, the verticals that some of the other ones we've seen um, from acquisition perspective um, and consolidation perspective uh, target. So not just as a straight brand type of an offering, but something that you mentioned like politics is a big mm-hmm. one. And so, um, and in healthcare as well. So I think that those are both tricky things to really master um and there's still probably a good amount of opportunity there for these types of companies to to you know either get into or um or expand and and grow uh there so that's interesting
0: there you go all right on to our third story
1: yeah so kind of staying with the whole like contextual idea and the targeting um but shifting to more of a brand and a consumer experience this is a brand that that i like it's called torrid um, and they are a women's fashion retailer, and they had tried something new for them. Uh, and this was a personalized email with a local map that was based upon the user's location, the recipient's location, um, and just doing this approach for them tripled their click rate for this promotion, which is you know unheard of for for you know email campaigns. And so I think this is very interesting use case of location, and I wanted to dig in more, but um, their email click throughs rose from less than 5%, to almost 15%. um, And they they used a vendor called um, Live Clicker, and the technology is called Live Map. So it's an email personalization company. And so I'm really interested to kind of dig into what they offer as well, because, um, you know, I'm always interested in like how things work because I'm just a curious person and I like to geek out a little bit. Um, So I want I'm definitely going to dig into this because, uh, you know, we know that like text and email are just really great methods when they work. But the ability to sometimes personalize on the fly can be a little bit complicated. So, um, you know, what would happen is customers who would open the emails would see a map. And it would include like real-time information um, in regards to the tour locations the store hours you know what kind of services they offer as their curbside pickup or um, you know the phone number traffic patterns all of those sorts of things which is really cool um, but you know they're saying also that the increased uh, location awareness can could help lead to higher foot traffic in the store you know we've seen a lot of decrease in foot traffic for um, you know, many retailers and, and service offerings. Um, but, you know, based on the pandemic, the they what I was reading an interesting stat that Airship provided was that from February and March, about 23% of people who use retailer apps consented to share their location. So obviously that's a higher number and it's a 31% gain from pre-pandemic levels around the world, which is just crazy, right? All of us need to now have Uh, location like can you deliver to me can you bring it out to me can you bring it to my house Uh, all of those things that we are all of a sudden interested in sharing our location for Um, and they were saying that also grocery foot traffic has kind of started to level out as to what it was before Um, everything happened with the pandemic but there's still a lot of effect especially I would say in more of like the consumer you know goods like clothes. Uh, for me, it's really hard to even think about shopping for clothes at all, unless it's like, you know, my kids need socks because I'm like, I don't really go anywhere. You know, I feel like I'm in yoga wear and then I work out and then I put my pajamas back on and then I go back to yoga wear <laughs> or I throw on a button down for the podcast while I, you know, so these are the, the ones that are a little, a little more challenging. So I really like the way that they're thinking about using location in a real time consumer fashion that just really provides a unique experience through a very uh, well-established medium of email. So I think it's pretty cool. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I, I really like this. I think this is incredibly smart, um, you know, and effective targeting. Obviously, it works, uh, you know, going from 5 to 15% uh, click-through rates on email is huge. Um, you know, unheard of almost, as you say. Um, and I think this is a great way for a brand to kind of really engage with people, especially when they're not going out. Um, you know they're at home they're they're getting emails um, you know and, and kind of giving them you know that you know the, the information that they need that's truly local truly contextualized to where they are you know as you were talking I was you know I had read this story beforehand you know I was thinking about in a lot of ways it, it's you know exactly the the kind of stuff that you know, we've been talking about, you know, with search and, and voice search and, and, you know, just general search on Google, you know, you go and you search for things and, you, you know, that sort of optimization of the results, you know, that's localized, or even when you come to a brand uh, online, uh, in, from a search perspective, I'm talking about and how, you know, companies like Radiacy, for example, and others can cre- create localized pages. You know for the individual stores the individual locations that are nearby to you uh, so that you're not going to some general one you know it's it's truly a local experience in that sense and you know i think in a lot of ways as i was thinking about this story it's 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 almost the same thing but delivered in an email um and i think that it, it's incredibly valuable um you know to to think about the power of what you can do with that technology email's not going anywhere um you know we all use it every day um, and, and I think that, you know, there's, there's still yet ways uh, to kind of take what, you know, we all do every day in the world of location-based marketing and location targeting, you know, to kind of apl- continue to apply, you know, those principles and those technologies to every form of media, right? You know, and, and you know, I hearken back to when I started the LBMA, you know, 11 years ago now. And we said, you know, we defined that term location-based marketing as that intersection of people, places, and media. We were really clear from day one about, you know, using the word media and not mobile because we believed that it was location-based marketing can happen across any media, whether it be, you know, mobile, out of home, radio, television, online, or email, or whatever it is, it can be all of it, right? And, And this story kind of shows that, right? Because it's not just about getting an ad on your phone when you walk by a store um, you know that they know you're there it it can be anywhere it could be in any medium that is built has the ability to access you and engage you in whatever place you're in Uh, and that's what location-based marketing is and that's what these guys are doing and so I'm I'm excited about it I want to learn more about you know what Live Clicker is doing and how we might be able to, uh, you know, uh, expose that to, to more and more uh, of the, uh, the membership of the LBMA. so, yeah. Cool, all right. One final story uh, for this week. FedEx, um, you know, all during this uh, whole COVID time has been uh, using some new technology and uh, we, I just wanted to kind of highlight that. So they are now doing real-time package tracking using a, a technology called Sense Aware ID. And so it's a very lightweight, small device that they affix to uh, shipments um, and it transmits location data as to where the shipment is every two seconds. Uh, and it's really about optimizing and having, you know, real time access to tracking and knowing where those packages are. So, um, you know, it, it's, uh, they were originally using this uh, at the beginning of COVID to, to look at where the, um, you know the the shipments were going for the the tests so when people would go to the COVID test centers and they had to then you know send those um you know the the test samples to get to the labs to get tested they were using FedEx to to do that and they were tracking using this sense where ID technology where those uh you know um Test, you know, test samples were going. Obviously, you don't want to be losing any of those. You need to know where they are. They're very uh, important pieces of information uh, that tie back to whether people have COVID or not. Uh, And now they're getting ready to kind of use the same technology again to kind of look at where the vaccines, as those become available, are going to go, and potentially other packages too. You know, especially anything that's super highly sensitive or critical. uh, You know, to to know where it is. and so the devices transmit, uh, as I said, every two seconds using Bluetooth uh, technology. Um, it sends the signal to Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi access points or gateways within the FedEx uh, Express network. Um, and so theoretically, or not just th- theoretically, but actually uh, it's sending data up hundreds of times over the course of a shipment uh, to know where it is. And that's in contrast to um, kind of normally where it's just, you know, they say dozens of times. So, like, the magnitude of frequency of, of check-ins to know where a package is along its route, you know, we're talking, you know, 50, 100 times more, right, in some cases, uh, in terms of, of knowing where something is. So, I, you know, I, I think this is um, kind of just, uh, you know, where we need to be uh, right now in terms of tracking technology and knowing where things are. And I expect we're gonna have all of the industry from a logistics shipping perspective move in this direction. Um, I know already, obviously there's a lot of uh, LTL and trucking companies that do tracking of vehicles and things like that. Um, but you know, when it comes to packages, especially sensitive packages like vaccines or COVID tests, samples, or these kinds of things, you really need to know where those things are and make sure they don't get lost or rerouted or you know stuck somewhere along the way so um yeah i think this is great
1: yeah you know i thought about this story um actually it's like yesterday or the day before i got um, a package it was not a sensitive package it was actually like something from sephora i had a gift card that i would had for like three years and i finally used it um <laughs> And so I was excited, but it was funny because, like, as soon as the package hit my doorstep, I happened to be walking by the front door, and and so I, at the same time, I had my phone in my hand, and, like, I got a notification through the Sephora app right away that my, you know, my package had arrived, and I was just thinking about the seamlessness and, like, the, uh, you know, how immediate that happened, it was just, you know, I don't even think that the driver was back in his truck, and I already have this notification via the app that, you know, my package had been delivered, And these are different systems that are even talking to each other. So we're, you know, talking about going from third parties, you know, to to the consumer and it's really amazing just the advancements that we're making in this type of, of, uh, systems that we have. Um, and, and when it comes to more sensitive, you know, things or more expensive things you think of like fine art or things that might be getting shipped or moved around, you know, that could be really valuable. So I think this is really cool. Um, to see that they are able to do that. And maybe this is even something that could be helpful if packages get, um, you know, lost or stolen along the way, finding out where they are.
0: <laughs> yeah. Incredibly valuable. Um, well, that's it. That's our, our show for this week. Um, four very interesting uh, stories, um, a range of things in there, but, you know, really it speaks to, I think this week's show, if I kind of sum it up really speaks to, kind of uh, continued consolidation in our industry, continued, um, you know, innovation, you know, despite COVID kind of coming out where the technologies are be- are finding ways to kind of evolve and mature and, uh, you know, just adapt, um, you know, companies are finding ways to take these technologies that we've known about for a, a while, uh, in-, in most cases. And kind of either accelerate them to market or adapt them to uh, the situation that we're all faced with. And so I think that's, that, that's a really positive thing. So um, for our listeners and viewers out there, uh, you've been uh, partaking in episode number 483. Of location weekly we thank you for your time uh of course we'll be back with another show next week but if you have story ideas if you have feedback please reach out to us uh if you're watching the video uh contact information is at the end of the show uh and if not you can easily find us on linkedin or facebook or twitter or wherever we're well uh found uh, either abriana um uh at uh, digital element digital envoy or anywhere uh, on the web she's uh, easily found and of course <laughs> I'm, I'm at the location-based marketing association so um yeah um we thank you have a great week everybody talk to you soon Thanks.
1: bye, bye.